Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. MLB analyst for MLB Network and MLB.com. Mike Petriello joining the show. Always appreciate his time. Mike, I hope you had a happy new year, man. How you doing today? I'm doing okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely thrilled to have you. So the reason I reached out initially was because last week you put it out on Twitter. Hey, if the Mets miss out on George Springer, I think Harrison Bader would be a really interesting option for the Mets. Elite center field defense, right-handed, great speed, okay-ish hitter. Grew up in New York, and you got the Harrison Bader experience with Cardinals fans that we have been experiencing, I think, for a couple of years now. What did you make of the response that you got from Cardinals fans when you posted that tweet? Yeah, it was funny. I, I followed up there with a tweet that I understand how many Cardinals fans dislike Harrison Bader, and one of the Cardinals beat writers was replying, "Welcome to the beat." <laughs> True. <laughs> it was it was wild. Like I was really just thinking about this from a Mets point of view, right? Like if they don't get Springer, they need a center fielder. Jackie Bradley is a very good defender, but he's another lefty hitter. And so I was like, "Well, who's a righty hitter?" All the reasons you just mentioned, who would fit? And I I came upon Bader, and I tweeted it because I thought it was interesting. And I can't tell you how many replies I got from Cardinals fans that were something along the lines of, great, I will drive him to the airport or I will trade him for two slices of New York pizza. Sign me up. And I was I was honestly kind of stunned by that reaction. Uh, well, I, I got to say, I'm not stunned by it. Um, I... I think, and I would be curious for your perspective on this, Mike, because you come at this from the national viewpoint where you're not in the minutia of Cardinals baseball every day. You don't have to get bogged down into some of the same things that we do. But Cardinals fans would basically tell you he was the guy that wore the powder blue uniforms whenever they uh, announced those. He was sold as a potential star to the fan base, and he hasn't lived up to that billing, while also the Cardinals have decided to trade Randy Arozarena. They didn't bring back Marcelo Zuna, and some of the outfield decisions that they have made basically are a reflection in their eyes of Harrison Bader. Do you nationally think that those are fair to put on Harrison Bader? I'm glad you brought up the part about the uniforms because I heard that from a lot of people. They're like, when we introduced the the blue uniforms, he was the only active player there. And Zeliak keeps telling us he's going to be a big star. And that's not the sort of thing I I think about or worry about, but I heard it from enough people that it was interesting. So it almost seems like it's not so much about how he's performed, but the comparison of like this perception that he's going to be a star, which I think is kind of unfair to him. I also think there's just a little bit of new school versus old school here because you look at him and you say, okay, well, he hits 220 and he strikes out a lot. He must be a terrible hitter. You know, that's not really true. I don't think he's a great hitter. I don't even think he's a elite average hitter. But if you were to look at any Cardinal last year who got any amount of decent playing time and you just ranked them by something simple like OPS. Okay, Goldschmidt was obviously number one. Brad Miller was number two. Harrison Bader had the third best OPS on the team last year. You know, I don't think he's a great hitter. He does strike out too much. But I really down a lot, as you kind of alluded to here, the Cardinals offense is generally terrible. I think the best way I could think of to, to phrase this is 
I don't think Bader is the solution to the problems, but I also don't think he's the problem. They just have not put enough of a team around him, and that's sort of why I thought it would be a good fit for the Mets because the Mets haven't had very good defense, but they've got a lot of really good hitters. You know, you can stick an elite center fielder in that lineup, have him hit eighth or ninth, and not worry how much he hits. You can't do that for a team like the Cardinals who have – you know, one above average hitter that I would consider for next year, which is Goldschmidt. So I, I think it's partially, you know, the perception of what people wanted him to be. And I think it's also partially he's on a, a lineup that can't handle hitter like that. All right, Mike, since we, we have the warm and fuzzies now with this Cardinals <laughs> offense, uh, what do you feel like the solution is then? Because on the polar opposite of this, we see Francisco Lindor get traded to the Mets. And of course, we know with Steve Cohen willing to spend money, how do the Cardinals kind of start to dig themselves out of this hole and put themselves back into contention? Is it the 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 just blow it up and rebuild, or do you think that there's still an ability to rebuild this? They, they can't blow it up and rebuild. I mean, the, the NL Central is so winnable, you know, and they still have Goldschmidt. I still have a, a great deal of faith in Jack Flaherty to, to be better than he was last year. I mean, for every player on every team, you kind of look at 2020 with a bit of a side eye, but I think especially for the Cardinals, given all that they went through, so the right answer, which I completely understand is not going to happen, but the right answer is we'll go sign George Springer and DJ LeMahieu. You know, that would really fix the problem. I get it. That's not actually going to happen. But the fact is that the Central is so weak and the Cubs seem to be so hard not to contend that you don't have to do that much to make a step forward. Like if you just want to look at the outfield for a second, I think there's an easy solution here. You play Bader in center field every day. You play Dylan Carlson in one of the corners every single day, and you go out and sign one of the many corner outfielders who are out there who won't cost that much. If you want to spend a little bit more, Michael Brantley would be a great fit. Peterson would be a good fit. Eddie Rosario. I mean, pick whichever one you want. You do a little bit of a platoon situation with Tyler O'Neill, maybe, depending on who you get. The one thing you cannot do, because we just saw this fail, is run it back and bring back the exact same guys and hope it's better. If that means Fowler has to be benched well so be it you know he's going to be 35 years old and he's not part of the, the future and then if you do that maybe you sign like a Stella for second base that kind of guy you got to get somebody to come in you cannot just go with the guys you have we're talking with Mike Petriello MLB analyst for MLB Network and MLB.com you can follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Petriello I love what you said there Mike because that's basically been I think our show for the last three months is saying what you just said in the last like 45 seconds. We've basically done that for three hours a day for three months. <laughs> the problem though is like, I think that's exactly what the plan is. I think their plan is to more or less run it back and see where it gets them. And I think that's where Cardinals fans are so frustrated right now is because this division is so winnable. Everybody else seems much more interested in saving money than they are in winning baseball games. And so it's right there for the taking and it's not like it requires some $50 million upgrade to this team. You just got to go get a few good pieces. I've said all along, I think Jock Peterson makes a ton of sense. You could platoon him if you want to with Bader. Bader is tremendous against left-handed pitching. Jock Peterson is fantastic against right-handed pitching. It makes a lot of sense to do it that way. And then if you add one more infielder, so Matt Carpenter's not starting every day, boom, you've got a pretty competent team. I did want to ask you, though, because – the Lindor trade is something that really made fans a little frustrated because now you've got the Mets as well that are in that category with the Dodgers and the Padres. How far away, in your opinion, Mike, are the Cardinals from that group of teams? The Mets, Padres, Dodgers, and if you want to throw them in there, the Braves as well. How far are the Cardinals from those teams right now? 
very in a word. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. The uh, the NL is certainly really stratus, stratified, right? Like I do kind of put the Braves in that group. So you got your big four: Dodgers, Padres, Mets, Braves, uh, and then there's a, a big gap. But this kind of goes back to the division they're in. Like if the Cardinals were in the West or if they were in the East, I would say, well, they got a big problem. They're not going to be able to catch those guys. But they're not. They're in the Central, and I don't think there's anything short of you know spending five hundred million dollars, which they're not going to do to catch up to those big four teams. So no matter what, even if they win the Central, they would go into the uh, as an underdog, and that's fine. But it sort of depends, like, what you're trying to get out of the season. And my view is if you win the division and you get to the playoffs, and hopefully by October the country will be a little bit less of a disaster and we can have Cardinals fans in the games at Bush Stadium, um, that's that. You also know that in a playoff series, any stack up, you know, if Flaherty goes – like he was, um, he would stack up against one starter, and all of a sudden, hey, there are two more games, depending on how the playoff series is going to be. Like I, I think there is still value to winning a division, getting the playoffs, even if you are unlikely to be the number one seed, because this division, I cannot stress this enough, is absolutely terrible. I mean, the Pirates are going to lose 150 games this year. The Cubs don't want to win. I don't think much of the Brewers. I don't know what the Reds are going to do. This could be, I don't want to say easy, that's overstating it, but this is a very winnable division for the Cardinals. So, Mike, uh, we saw Kyle Schwarber over the weekend sign for one year $10 million, and you were just talking a little bit ago about those outfield free agents that the Cardinals could dive into. What do you think that market's going to look like now that we've seen with Schwarber? I mean, what are we looking at for a Jock Peterson or an Eddie Rosario that the Cardinals could put themselves into the uh, hat for? I think it's similar. I mean, if you asked me who do I want, just forgetting salaries for a minute, just as a baseball player, do I want Peterson or Schwarber? I I take Peterson. I think they're similar players, you know, big left-handed power bats, who aren't very good against lefty pitchers. I think I think Peterson is a better defensive outfielder, um, so that's valuable to me. So I, you know maybe it's a two-year deal for you know less less AAV, and he gets like a two for you know 17 or something like that. I think Brantley will cost you a little more, even though he's older because he's got such a consistent track record, uh, making great contact. He's not a great defender either, but I don't think there's any outfielder aside from Springer who's going to get paid who's going to be getting like, you know, three, four, five-year deals for many, many millions of dollars. I think what you saw from Schwarber is sort of what you're going to see for these other guys. Brantley will make more. Peterson will make about the same. But I really think we're talking like two deals here. Last question that I have for you, Mike. Um, We've talked a lot about the shortstop market going into next year because that's, uh, let's be honest, that's kind of the easiest, I guess you could say, way for the Cardinals to add a star to this current team. I think the one that makes the most sense for them, knowing their sensibilities and knowing kind of how this team runs, is probably Trevor Story. If I told you, Mike Petriello, that on January 12th of 2022, the Cardinals have mostly the same team, but minus Dexter Fowler, minus Carlos Martinez, minus Matt Carpenter, the guys that are free agents next year, and they've added Trevor Story to this lineup. How much does that close the gap between them and the top competitive teams in the National League right now? Well, I guess a year from now, I'd have a lot of questions about, you know, did Dylan Carlson break out? Who else is in your rotation? But to your point, I mean, Trevor Story, I I think, is somehow underrated. I consider him one of the... uh, And we... There we go. You got, you got us, Mike? Sorry, you broke up there after you said uh, Trevor Story's underrated. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, on your show, 
Nationals fan who's been thinking about Nolan Arenado for the last two years, mm-hmm. I, I would argue that's the wrong side infielder in Colorado to think about because that story is younger. He's an elite defensive shortstop. He's like a top five shortstop in baseball. Mate. So if you can go out and get him, even if it's just for this year, even if you don't know if you can re-sign him, that's worth it. That's how good he is. And that is exactly the kind of guy the Cardinals should be thinking about. He's Mike Petriello, MLB analyst for MLB Network and MLB.com. I swear I don't just have him on the show because yeah. he agrees with some of my takes. Mike, I think he's only bringing you on because he wants you to say the names Jock Peterson, Tommy Listella, and Trevor Story. That's the only reason he's doing it, buddy. <laughs> I love good That's baseball fair. players. Good confirmation <laughs> bias, right? I love everything that you put out there, Mike, but apparently BK just likes to make it one-sided. Well, that's fair. That works for me. (laughs) Mike, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you and the fam. We'll talk with you again soon, hopefully as we are getting closer and closer to the start of the regular baseball season. Let's hope. Stay safe, guys. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Mike Petriello joining us here on 101 ESPN.